Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. It's a great place where you can come and hang out and get away from the busyness of life. If you haven't been here before, I encourage you to go to silverbirchranch.org. We offer a, a plethora, plethora. Of, uh, of youth and adult retreats uh, from summer camps for young people to family camps to men's retreats, women's retreats. Uh, father, son, mother, daughter, everything in between. And then we also have another property just down the road from us called the Wolf River Refuge, which is a little bit smaller, quainter setting, uh, but perfect for a youth group if you wanted to take the whole facility, perfect for life groups where you can come, get away, do life together, and enjoy God's creation. And so feel free to head over to the Wolf the River Nicolay Refuge. Bible and the Nicolay Bible Institute, which is one year Bible college program that we offer. Uh, which is, it's, it's more than a Bible college program. I would say it's, it's, it's a foundational one-year program to say, hey, here's how you can set yourself right. up for life following God and, and, and pursuing Him, regardless of what you decide to do. Yeah. And, uh, and not only that, you get to be hands-on in camping ministry and jump in and learn some of that stuff. Yeah. And so you can head over to nicolaybibleinstitute.org. Or if you forget any of those, just head over to silbertranch.org and you can find a link to any of those ministries that we offer um, here at Silver Ranch, um, because our, yep. our hope is, is, is really to connect you with God and each other. And we've talked about that so much on the show is we want you to love God and love people. Um, and really that's, that's what we try to do. Uh, we, we try to, to get people to, to remember, um, that they're built as relational beings first and f- primary to have a relationship mm-hmm. with God, but then to have a relationship with other people. And, and in a world where everything has become so digital, and so fake, I would say, um, trying to live through alternative realities that I think it's, it's more and more becoming important that we remind ourselves that we were designed and built to be in relationship face to face and not through screens, not through fingers, texting or TikTok videos or you name it. Um, I think I think more and more we just need to be together and do life together the way that God designed it to be. And so that's what we try to do here at camp is we try to, you know, put aside the craziness that's going on in the world and plump you in the plump you plop you in the middle of plump, nowhere. Plop. Either one. And, and God's creation. And we have fun together. In we the do. Shows. So uh, we encourage you, if you haven't done so, come and join us. If you have and you already signed up, great. We look forward to seeing you and say hi when you come. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think um, the Nicolay Bible Institute reminds me of. Have you ever jumped in the lake and gone in one section of the lake over here where it's very shallow, and if you go in there, you'll sink in the muck? I avoid that section of yeah. the lake. Well, I have been in there. <laughs> because I know that you do sink yeah, into you the do. muck. And it's not, for yeah. most people, I mean, there's a few that think it's enjoyable. You know, but for I most people, yeah, it's not know. an enjoyable uh, sensation. It can't be. It can't be. <laughs> I do know that when I have sunk in the muck, when I come out, I have one thought. i got to get this stuff off me. Yes. It yes. smells. It sticks. It's terrible. And you wonder what creepy crawly things are on you. Yes. Now, that's how I picture students that come to Nicolay Bible Institute. We need to hose them down like that. We need to get all that junk off them because they're living in a culture right now that's just all mucked up. They're, they're just full of this yuck. Yuck, that's right. And what they need to do is, is start getting that stuff cleaned up because life isn't as bad and messy and crummy as it's being displayed on the media. It's mm. just not. Right. So let's figure out face-to-face stuff. I was listening to a, a, a national, it wasn't, I, I think it was a public broadcasting something, which I don't normally listen to. I was going somewhere and I heard an interview with somebody who was um, hired by the United States as a cyber expert 
whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what those degrees are, actually, but something in that realm. And they were just basically saying that right now, uh, artificial intelligence is so powerful that you better watch anything that comes across your media. You, you are not going to know if it's real person or not. Yeah. And I thought, what a crazy time we live in. Oh, it's insane. You don't even know if the people communicating with you are people. Hmm. And and the guy was asking this lady who is the expert. So we they you know if they send a picture, those pictures are just generated. Wow, they're not real pictures even. Yeah, but they look real. Yeah, they do. So you're getting something. You're corresponding with somebody. You're getting messages, and even they do this where they put out social media things from nobody. Right. That's amazing. That's crazy. This is a time of communication where we have less communication and don't know what anybody's actually saying. Well, not only that, even when you do talk to a, a physical person, you're not, you can't see them. Right. You know, it's, it, it's more and more so. It's the facade that people are giving you. Yeah. And not only that, I think the way people learn, you need to go out and serve with them. Yeah. Side by side. You need to serve with them. And while you're serving, talk about life. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're actually talking to another human being face to face, if you want to call it, or you're digging a ditch next to each other raking somebody's lawn or doing something, and you're actually with another human talking. Mm-hmm. That's real, by the way. That That's a real experience. Yeah. Not not a pretend one. And uh, I think we have moved away from educating young people through serving with them and being an example to lecturing them, and they need to get it by how we lecture, the books we write, or even the podcasts we do. And it's like, well, why don't you go be with somebody? Go mm-hmm. be with somebody. And serve together, and while you're with them, talk to them about life. Mm-hmm. That's far more valuable, and we're missing that in our culture. I just think it's so ironic that Satan is using communication to destroy communication. Yeah. It, it's odd it is. in many respects. We were talking, if you listen to Younger and Older, we were talking about the strangeness of how things change. Um, Harvard, for example, was founded as a Christian college. Now they've gone so far as to appoint the head of their chaplains as a, a humanist and a, a atheist, and and this is the person that's their head chaplain for Harvard. Right. So they've come a long way in yeah. the destructive area, I yeah. think. And I, I I just want to read what this atheist humanist chaplain actually said. He said that he identifies himself as a humanist, and approach to life is based on reason and common humanity. Whatever that means. I was going to ask you what it means. This this is your generation. I want to know what reason actually means. (laughs) I don't know what he means. You know what? I actually think that I have a whole message series I do on logic, and I tell young people all the time that Christianity is based on logic. Mm -hmm. It's based on being reasonable. Yeah. And that atheism... And uh, moving apart from God is based on foolishness. And I can, it, that is so easy to prove. Mm-hmm. You have to be logical. And if you're logical, you point to God. Yeah. Um, once again, I know I've done this a hundred times on this program, but you know, I have a pen in my hand, and we know that the pen was designed and created by somebody. And if I were to tell you that nobody designed this pen, nobody created it, it just appeared here, you would think I was a nutcase. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So what about the universe? 
what is reasonable about believing that the universe came into existence without God? I don't know. There we go. New definition for reasonable. Well, and it's it's a conundrum. You've talked about conundrums before. Yeah. It's an oxymoron. I mean, you, you look at the definition of of chaplain. <laughs> you know, and it's everybody. Everybody, you say chaplain, and everybody thinks a religious person, whatever that means. You know, a religious person that's chosen to to conduct religious ceremonies. I mean, right. you think of a chaplain in the military. That's what you think of. Right. I mean, you you know that they're not necessarily always affiliated to a single faith, per se. Yeah. You just know that in some way they're they're there to be the religious person. And so here you got somebody that now is hired for a job that says he's against any higher power being. Right. Because he's an atheist. And he basically says he's going to find the answer with other people. And so how in <laughs> how, how does I pff, reason you, you, you're almost putting yourself out of a job. Okay, so let, let's put ourselves in that worst scenario. So you and I are out there. We're fighting a war. We're in a foxhole. Somebody gets shelled and gets hurt, and it looks like they're breathing their last breath. So we go get the chaplain. Yeah. And the chaplain work. says, hey, what does Joe say? Because we got to get together and figure out how we help each other here. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Joe from the other foxhole yells, run. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Well, that's not helpful. Yeah. Well, that's what I say, though. Okay, we're counting on other people's viewpoints to help us. Yeah. And the only viewpoint we got so far is run. Mm-hmm. That's not helping. No. Apart from God, I want to, you know, there is no hope and there is no stability. There is no significance. And it's actually reasonable. Mm-hmm. Those who claim in science that everything came into existence accidentally, mm-hmm. I think are foolish. Right. There is no possible way that we accept that in any way, shape, or form in any other area of life. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that you have that you're looking at, anything physical right now, a car, maybe you're driving in a car or you're in a home or anything that you look at right now had somebody think of it, design it, make it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you want to point to. Why do we stop that thinking when we talk about the universe? Mm-hmm. Why Why would you stop that? Because the universe, if there is a maker, and they're superior to me, then I'm the one that was made. Yeah. And I'm going to answer to that person. That's reasonable. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> why, why don't we get reasonable again? That's right. Instead, we're not reasonable. Uh, when I looked at the makeup of Harvard, they have it down here. Um, a survey conducted by the Harvard Crimson in 2019 found that the class comprised of 21% agnostic. You know what agnostics are? Agnostic. Yeah, they're people that believe that you can't know anything. You just don't know. They're not atheists, but they're not. You just, they. They, they believe they... you honestly can't know. Yeah. Um, I, which is a practical atheist in a way. Sure. So 21% agnostic, 17% atheists at Harvard. So that's a pretty good percentage. Mm-hmm. Compared to 70, 17% Catholic, 10% Jewish, and 3% Hindu and Muslims. There are no evangelicals listed. <laughs> I guess if you're evangelical, you don't go to Harvard. Guess not. You, you need to be a Catholic, Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, agnostic, or atheist. Mm-hmm. And then you get a chaplain at does what this chaplain does well and and what makes a school prestigious i don't know you know if if their mission has changed since they started 
what you think that their prestigiousness would change as well. Yeah. You know, and, and when does that stop? Or is it just because it's a name? Yep. You know, it's just interesting how, how even as a culture, we, we look at something and, and don't necessarily even pay attention to how things change. We just look at it at surface level right. and we just agree with it. Because I would say that the everyday person, even listening to the show, would be like, oh, Harvard, that's, that's an Ivy League school. That's a great school to go to. Yeah, most Supreme Court justices, I think, came from Harvard. You know, and so what is, and so do we say it because it's Harvard? But as things change, as they hire people, it's like, wait a second. Do I s- still think it's prestigious, even though they're not making sense? Yes. I, I'm going on record as saying I do not think so. Right. I would agree with you. But that's my agree. viewpoint. Yeah. And, you know, there are other people that say, you know, that's a, you don't understand they're learning science. If they're learning science from a viewpoint that everything came into existence by accident, then they're learning from the wrong basis. Well, and and out of the same out of the same mouth, they're they're saying they're learning science, and yet they're the ones saying that you can't know what gender you are. Right. How is that scientific? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Which 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 is actually what one of the Supreme Court nominees said. Yes. I can't answer that because I'm not a biologist. Yes. I I very seldom write our senators, but I wrote on that one. Yeah. I just basically asked them, how in the world can you justify having somebody sit on the highest court in the land that cannot tell the difference between men and women? Yeah. And I left it there. I I just don't understand that because, again, that goes against logic. It goes against reason. Mm -hmm. It goes against science. And then to have people redefine reason mm-hmm. to include that. How in the world can you include something that's so ludicrous? And it is ludicrous. There, there is a definition. If I'm going to any medical facility for any reason, I want my doctor to know the difference before I get there mm-hmm. between men and women. Right. And if, you, if my doctor doesn't know the difference, I don't want to go to him. Right. Okay, now that's my opinion. You could write me all kinds of hate mail, whatever you want to do, say I'm starting to stifle you. I am not. It's logical, and it makes sense because that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some things. There are so many young people I'm working with now, Jason, that I'm, that want help because they're depressed and they're anxious. They're, they're just not enjoying life at all. Yeah. So they live in the communication age where any moment they can connect to anywhere in the world and and learn about anything they want to, and they're more disconnected and more distant and more distraught about life than I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? I just keep telling them, you, you're trying to live in a way that is against the way you were created to live, and then you're trying to find happiness there. Mm-hmm. It can't work. Right. And they look at me and say, that's the advice you're giving me? Uh-huh, that's it. You don't have anything else to say? Not really. Because mm-hmm. now anything you talk to me about, I'm going to go back to that point. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like uh, you know, this one guy, I'm, you know, you, one guy or one girl you talk to saying, well, I struggle with the pornography. Yeah. Because people weren't meant to be used. They were meant to be loved. And you're using them instead of loving them. And that, so you're going against the way it was meant to be. Oh. Yeah, but I want to. Okay, so you want to use people. All right. Guess, you know, you weren't meant to use people. You weren't meant to be okay using people. And as long as you want to use people and you practice that, you're going to be a miserable person mm-hmm. because you're going against the way you're meant. Now, to me, that's logical and simple. And to them, they're going, you know what, I don't hear that other places. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 
I'm just telling you the way you're made. Right. You know, um, a lot of times I'll start with a story with them and ask, young person comes and just talks and they're, they're depressed or anxious. And it's like, well, can I ask you, can you, if you wanted to live at the bottom of Sawyer Lake is what camp is on. If you wanted to live at the bottom of Sawyer Lake, could you do that? No. Uh, why? Because we're not meant to live underwater. Right. Yeah. Get, good, good, good. <laughs> Great we're, starting point. We're getting somewhere That's now. Right. <laughs> it's like, they, and they always look at me funny like, we're, we're getting somewhere? Yeah. Didn't everybody know you can't live underwater? Oh, oh, that's a revelation, I guess. Because you're not meant to. Mm-hmm. So if you try to, guess what'll happen? Because I know what'll happen. Huh, really? <laughs> How about that? Now we're getting further. Yeah. I, <laughs> so what you're basically saying is that if you try and live apart from the way you were actually made, it doesn't work. Is that what you're saying? And then they're quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I guess in life you can say you weren't made in a particular way, so you don't have any way that you actually have to live. So you weren't made with a gender particularly, so you could just do what you want, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now they're looking at me going, okay, I get the point. Yeah. No, because you were made with a gender. And everybody that's listening to this program, you were made male or female, and you cannot decide what it is. It's just, that's the way it is. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You say, well, that just goes against science. No, it doesn't. Your definition of science is wacko. Mm-hmm. The, the obvious thing is that God created things a certain way. That, talk about relationship, marriage. God is the definition for marriage. Yep. That's what's normal then and right. Absolutely. You say, well, well, I disagree. I'm not saying people aren't sinful and that divorce doesn't happen and that People do things they shouldn't do. They do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it so that it's right. Right. In fact, makes it so you're miserable. Because mm-hmm. you keep trying to figure out how to solve this apart from the way you were meant to be. Actually, in order to support a lot of the lifestyle in the United States of America today, you have to actually uncreate God. You have to make him so he's not around so that you can do whatever you want and feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. And you need to look at people like this Harvard professor, this Harvard chaplain for affirmation because basically you can say, look, he's at Harvard, he's a smart guy, and basically says, you got to live reasonable, good human, ethical lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to focus on, a good human and ethical life. And I have no clue as to what you just said mm-hmm. because – Good has no meaning. Ethics, apart from an absolute, has no meaning. So you're basically saying you want to live a no-meaning life. Mm-hmm. And you're probably doing that right now. So that's why you're so miserable. Once again, the, the young people will look at me and just be quiet after a while and think, okay. But they keep coming back because they realize that what I'm saying actually has some validity to it. I am not saying that I know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying life is simpler than we've made it, and he made it a very peculiar way. Right. You need to accept that way. Yeah. And once you do, you can be okay. Mm-hmm. If not, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And that's the thing, and 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 our world just keeps rejecting that. They they want to make up. I mean, they want to 
reason, they say, based on what other people feel. Yep. But you can't do that. No. There's no foundation there. There's nothing consistent. Nope. So I would ask, if there's a creator, then there's a purpose for creation. Yeah. So what is it? What is the purpose for, like, Dave Wager? If there is a purpose for him, mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah. The Bible talks about we're, we're actually made to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does that mean? Because that's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, that's kind of a big... Yeah. Big well, word. what it actually means is I am made so that I could display who God is to Jason. Yep. That's what I am made. So if I'm going to be okay in life and enjoy life, then what I need to do is put myself in a position where I can care for him and show him through my actions what Jesus is like. Yeah. Now, when I do that, I'm fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I may not be rich. I may not be famous, but I'm fulfilled. Absolutely. And that's the way I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. So I have to get to the point where I live in accordance with the way I'm meant to be. And I would encourage people, go through the Bible and read it and say, you know, God, how did you make it? How did you make it? And is my life in line with that? Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, he made each person to be in relationship with him. Yeah. Go back to the book of Genesis. They were made to walk with God. They were made to be loved by God. But because of that, they had real choice, so they could choose not to. And the, the real choice came with real consequences. And God said, if you choose not to listen to me, that's up to you. Yeah. But then there's going to be this separation thing that we call death. Mm-hmm. And that separation thing called death is not going to be something you're going to want to experience. Right. Well, they didn't listen to God, so there was a separation thing. Then God, knowing that they were going to do that, had a plan where he's going to send Jesus down to be the death payment for us. To bring mm-hmm. us into his family. So God said, you know what? I still love you. And one of the great truths in life is that I'm not needed, but I'm wanted by God. That's mm-hmm. one of the great truths. So here I am thinking, oh, no, I failed, I failed, I failed. Well, you know what? When you fail, when you sin, you realize I'm just showing what God said. I'm, I am not needed in life, mm-hmm. but I am wanted. And I'm going to enjoy being wanted. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's a struggle for every single human being when they look at their interpersonal relationships. They're wondering, I wonder if my spouse or maybe one day my kids, they won't need me. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They don't need you now. Yeah. And the reason you're miserable is because you're trying to be needed when really the joy in life, the way we were created is to want to be with each other. That's mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. In other words, if something happened to my wife, and some of our listeners know we've been going through a, a struggle with cancer, and so you think about those things, but if something happened to her where she wasn't there anymore, I actually know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to do the things that are around the house that a lot of times she does. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I guess I don't need her. No, not for that. Mm-hmm. And people might be saying, that's harsh. No, it isn't. That's real. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference. I really want her in my life, and I want her around. And that's what makes it a loving relationship. Not need, but want. When you put the need category in there, you're putting other people in a position that they can't fulfill. Mm -hmm. 
You can't fulfill that. And one day when you die, if you put somebody else in a position where they needed you, now they're lost. Yeah. That's not loving somebody as to making them need someone that they don't need. And then pretending like we have to live in a way where God needs us. Mm-hmm. That's too much pressure on you, by the way. Yeah. Can't do it. Rather, why don't you live in a way that demonstrates that God wants you? And that's why those who know God and know his mercy, know his grace, they rejoice and they, they praise God and they enjoy God because they realize it's not on my merit. Mm-hmm. It's on his mercy and it's on his grace. Absolutely. So that's the truth. And these guys at Harvard are missing all that. Mm-hmm. They're missing it. And and the, the secular humanists in the United States of America are missing it. And the people who say you can be any gender you want, they're missing it. Mm-hmm. And the people who say marriage can be whatever you define it at, they're missing it. Mm-hmm. Because... That's not the way it really is. Yeah, And uh, I think that the churches in America need to go back through the basics of the Bible and just go back and say, there is a God. Let's start there. And we're not him. Yeah, And then go from basic to more basic. God loves you. So you have a choice whether you want to be loved by him or ignore him. Mm-hmm. If you ignore him, your life will be a wreck. Absolutely. That's your choice, though. But please don't come to us and ask us, apart from God, how to help you. Right. Because there is no help for you apart from right. God. Right, it doesn't work. Yeah. Go to somebody who said, go to Harvard if you want that kind of help. <laughs> you know, because I guess somebody there will help you. But they, yeah, Something. Well, I'm not sure help is you the right word. You can look up the chaplain and see what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can believe whatever you want and be okay. Yeah. Well, are they not hearing the, the streams of young people saying, I have believed what I want, and yeah. I'm depressed, and I'm anxious, and I'm lonely, and I need medication for all my woes? Mm. That's where we're going. That's where we're at. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're going. I'd say we've arrived. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to be people who start talking about the truth, and the truth is actually quite simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say things, it's not that complicated. There's... There's two genders, male and female. God made us different. That should not alarm anybody. Mm -hmm. He made us different. In fact, he didn't even make us to be the same or equal. He made us different on purpose. Yeah. And he did that throughout everybody. Like, you and I are different. Mm -hmm. And God said, that's the way I want it. Yeah. The body principles used there. So that's the way I want it. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to try and be equal to Jason. I don't have to do that. You don't have to be trying to be equal to me. You need to be Jason, and I need to be Dave. And, yeah. and that's how you live. And all of a sudden, all these simple truths, you know, marriage, absolutely defined by God. Mm-hmm. Once you get back to the basics, you can actually enjoy life because you're living in the context. You're no longer at the bottom of the lake. You're living in, in the context of the way God made it, and you'll be okay. Yeah. And, and that's the important thing. you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Otherwise, it's not going to work. That's the way God designed it to be. And uh, designed you to love him and then to love other people. And, and the more that we can do that, the more that you'll actually be satisfied. You know, you still might go through struggles. You still might have ups and downs. But you'll have people around you that can remind you and keep your focus on who God is, the one who created and sustains you every single day and gives you all of your needs. Um, so that, we, that way we can, we can trust and follow him. 
And so, unfortunately, we're out of time here on today's episode. I encourage you to head over to silvertranch.org and you can re-listen to this episode or check out parts of the other conversations that we've had along the way. Um, otherwise, for now, we look forward to talking to you next time. This is Jason and Dave. I'm Younger and Older. Take care. Bye-bye.